Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. We are going to start this podcast by saying that because that's what we say every time we come together. And I know that we are all stressed out. And we're just going to dive right in because this has been a long week. And maybe this week was great for you because that's it may have been the best week. You may have had some very big success, success, regardless of what's happening politically. And so let's say congratulations to you for having that great success and you're crushing your goals and you're making it happen. But then there may be some of you that feel like because of everything else that's going on, it only makes you feel that more drained with everything that you're already feeling. And now you feel even worse because you have this political um, cloud over your head and now you're like not feeling your best. You may not feel as creative. You may be feeling like you're not making it. You're not feeling like you're making your mark. You feel like you just are just in a bubble and you just don't know how to pop that bubble and come out of it. And let me just tell you that it's very, 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 very real. And it's actually very, 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 very normal, especially with everything going on this week. And so unless you're living in a world, even if you didn't have good Wi-Fi, you know, and you just somehow came out of this hut and you didn't know what was going on, you would know that we are still in limbo of knowing who the next president is. Right now, um, the votes are still being counted. And even as I record this, again, we do not have a direct answer about who will or who is the president. And it's causing a lot of stress, a lot of turmoil. It's causing a lot of fighting, whether online and offline. My biggest concern is that, you know, when you hear these stories about saying that there's going to be this big war between um, white supremacy and basically everyone else, it's scary because, you know, here I'm in Philadelphia and and if this is your first time, let me just say hi. Hi to you. So um, and thank you for coming. Thank you for tuning in because you could have listened to anything, but you're here and I'm so grateful. And so. In Philadelphia, there has been a lot, a lot of you want know, people want to say rioting, which has been very true. A lot of um, protests, which have been true. And so now it kind of I'm not desensitized to it in any type of any type of manner, but it's already like high alert. I feel like I have not calmed down since the summer when unfortunately George Floyd was taken and killed. I feel like I'm more of a heightened situation because it's just been one thing after another. And so it has made me reconsider how I move and what we do. And especially because my biggest thought process is protecting my children. My husband and I has been on team. What can we do to protect our children? And so we have gone to the grocery store to make sure that we have enough food in the house in case we can't get out. We have done medicine runs. We have making sure the car stays gassed up. 
And again, this is not about fear. It's just about about being smart because I have small kids. I have to be prepared if anything should happen. I'm hoping that it's not. But if it do, we got to be prepared. And so that is the type of mental craziness that I feel like we are in right now. And in the midst of this, trying to sit up here and wait till we get to these 270 electoral votes. So people have asked, what have you, what have I been doing to get past that time? One is not being on social media as often. I have pre-populated a lot of the posts for this week. And I did that in very intentionally. Like when I sit down and I think about the month or the week or the whatever the case may be, I literally sit and I look at what's happening, what's going on, what holidays are happening. And so I will sit there and pre-populate um, any type of social media post that I can, that's stories, that's um, the main anything. I just try to make sure that I have everything as much as pre-populated as I can, especially on days when I know where, you know what, you might need a break. So on the day of election, my husband and I had already did our um, mail-in ballot and secured, you know, taken it to a secure drop-off spot. So we were done. However, we did make sure that we took off that day. Our kids had already had a couple of days off anyway, prior to the election, and they were off the election, the um, election day. So that worked out. And that day was the one of the first days in a long time where I had off and I did not have to think I did not have to overdo anything just a chill day now when I say chill day chill within reason because again we still had the election and everything that was going on and just trying to make sure we stay mindful of everything but because I had pre-populated my posts on all my social media platforms I actually enjoyed a day where I did my daughter's hair. I had some great lunch. I had a great dinner. Um, I had a little bit of wine later that day, but I wasn't like in my first thought, I wasn't drinking from like noon until nine or anything weird. I literally had a very chill day. So that was good. And what I've been doing since everything has now happened and now we're on this up and down teeter totter where we're certain things are close and now we're not close is I have been taking care of myself. I have been doing the things that I feel has brought me some joy. Um, because again, my posts are populated. I haven't had the need to freshly do too many blogs. But what I will say is that I've been working on Thanksgiving and holiday content. And that has been giving me joy and peace and calm. Um, I we had a we I talked about this I think in season one yeah because I think it was towards the end of season one where we had this huge flood that flooded out our basement so we're in the midst of getting that situated and I want to say we're about 50% done we have walls they're painted but we have so much more to do new flooring that has to be put in and so our Christmas decorations were downstairs in our basement because it, it just became a little bit of a storage area in certain parts of the basement. And because the whole basement got tore up, my focus has been Christmas, you know, getting a new Christmas tree, getting more decorations, making sure we have all enough stockings, uh, make sure that I have wreaths and things like that. So I have been focusing on that because Christmas really is to me, it's not even really about gifts. It's really just, I just dive into creating so many memories for my family. My kids have certain and I have certain traditions 
that even with us being socially distanced and being at home, we're still going to try to fulfill as much as possible. And so that's what I've been trying to keep myself focused. There was one post that I did post on my social media with Paula White. I think her name is now Paula White Kane. Back in the day when I was like 12, 13, I might even been like eight or nine. We used to listen to Paula White when she was just Paula White. And again, she's like a almost like a, um, a mega church in her own right following She's a Christian preacher, pastor, whatever she, her new titles are. But back in the day, she, like I said, she was considered like a preacher. She used to have different conferences and she would go to different conferences and speak with different people. And one thing about in particular about Paula White back then, I don't know much about her now. Um, I would say that her vernacular, she used to always, or people would always assume like, say that, oh, she was trying to be too black you know, this whole being too black thing, she would just, she would teeter totter between, you know, cultural, black people culture, pretty much. And so as a pastor preacher, we used to listen to her all the time. And so I used to think she was okay, you know, we used to follow her, you know, listen to her. However, as I got older, and became an adult, I just started leaning away from listening and dealing with too many um, mega church pastors. And I'm kind of still the same way I have some that I'm like, okay, yeah, it's cool. But I'm just not really into the whole following of that. And I grew up in a church my whole life. My parents are both um, pastors and my mom was the choir director. My mom and dad used to be our um, childhood pastors, right hand uh, man and woman. So they, you know, I was like in church pretty much seven days a week. So I can spot in my mind in how I felt like I've lived. I can definitely spot when I hear something that sounds off and crazy. So I had posted about Paula White Kane and about how off she's just sounded with this prayer that she did she is Trump's um, spiritual advisor and so she's praying talking about the African angels and I'm like girl stop stop it right now because it just was just you know let me just this is and if you want to take a five second break mental break from this let me just tap into some of my PKs that can understand this first of all you know you are tryptophanning and creating atmosphere that doesn't exist the mumbling and fumbling that she was doing even for folks that know that when you speak in tongues nobody should be able to even understand you anyway but for you to be doing the most I'm just like tapped out and I feel like you know game recognizes game real recognizes real and I'm just sitting here looking at her like I need you to get your life together and I need you to knock some of this this shenanigans completely off because you know like I know that you were just pretty much making it up as you go and I've been finding a lot of the childhood people that I used to listen to are doing the same thing. Like, when did y'all start just faking it? Like, you had a whole falling. You didn't have to do all that. So I don't understand where all this extraness is coming from. But that is the one post that resonated with me. And reality is because I don't listen to them anymore. The only way I even knew that there was even an issue going on was because it done made itself on the social media. And you know how social media is. Once it's there, it's there. Ain't no taking it back. Ain't no rewinding it. It's on there. It's it's that's it. So I don't know what's going on with Paula. Uh, keep don't let me call this child Paula Patton, Paula White Kane. Um, but I had already started dwelling from her from when I started turning like maybe twenty twenty one. 
because I'm like I said, my now issue with um, some of these mega church uh, pastors that they be just doing them doing the most. And as long as they do a couple of, you know, community outreaches, they feel like they can just say do and they're untouchable. And it's just let me tell you, some of the scandals that have come out in these last couple of weeks and months have come from um, some of these big pastors. So I would just be very careful. And I'm always like that now, like be careful who you follow, like be careful who you, who you resonate with. So that's just my little five seconds. But outside of that, nope. Um, families have been torn apart with these uh, elections. Some people are disowning their family members for voting one way or the other. And it really, it literally is one way or the other. It's not a Trump only. It's not a Biden only. It's on both sides. So I've seen a lot of family members that have decided to just wash their hands of each other. Friends who have been friends for 10, 20 plus years. And they're just like, no, we can't be friends. And I would imagine how disheartening it would have to be to think that you think you know a person and how they align and then realize that they're like completely different. Because these two situations are on like two different platforms. Really two different, two different wavelengths. So, um. Finding joy, finding peace, finding mental um, clearance for me has been important. We have gone and taken the kids to the, you know, outside to ride their scooters and listen to them laugh because we've had a couple of good days here as far as weather in Philadelphia. And those are types of things that I've been trying to focus on. Now, will that be enough? Depending on how all this goes, I can't even tell you. I can't I can't say if that will be enough. What I will say is that if it gets more and more difficult or if it becomes more and more stressed, my thought process will be to continue to dig deeper. Self-care is, like I said, it's not something that you just do on Sundays. It's more than just putting a mask over your face. It's more than just a bubble bath or going to hang out with your friends. Self-care is literally finding out what it is moment by moment that you may need. And there's sometimes when quiet is what I need and sometimes when I may need to work out. And there may be things that I have to do to just make sure that I'm sound and I feel good about myself and the things around me. Whatever that list may look like from day to day and moment to moment, that's what I'm going to do. And especially if it's not hurting anybody, it's not creating any, you know, it's not stopping the world peace or anything like that, then that's what's going to be. So that's where I'm at. And like I said, because there's been so much stories about this whole war insurgence that may happen, I'm really just focused on what can I do to protect me and mine? How can I be there to help somebody else? And what can I do to protect me and my family? Because that's what it's going to end up boiling down to should any of these things be true or real. And again, I don't like to live in a moment of fear, but I also am not stupid I'm not going to just be like, oh, well, it's not going to happen and just keep myself out there like, no, nah, we got to be prepared. So that's why we try to do as much as we can in case we need to move at a moment's notice that we can do so and do so safely. Um, these elections, again, I'm just praying for them to get done, to get over with and for us to get a leader in place so that we can try to figure out what this means and try to figure out if there's a possibility to even heal the country because everything is so split. So that's the thought process. That's where my mindset is. That's where, that's where my, my heart is at figuring out how can we move forward? What is the looking, what is moving forward even look like? What's that going to look like? So all I can say is stay tuned to see what happens. You know, we're all watching, we're all waiting, we're all, 
in great anticipation. And so we'll get there at some point. We'll get there. But I would expect and consider that this is going to be um, between the next couple of days, maybe even a week. And then definitely it's going to be in the next coming weeks if it becomes contested on either side. So that is how that's going to shake down. I have been getting ready for the holidays because we are in November and this is uh, we only have one more month before 2020 is over. And I have never been in my soul in my soul so happy to see a year just leave. Now, I mean, let me just say I've had an amazing year. I've had an amazing year. And I don't take that um, joy lightly because there's so many people who have not experienced that joy. But I can't sit there and say that I have had such a horrible, horrible, horrible year. I've had so many highs and some lows, but those highs have been so rewarding and rewarding and so joyful. So I have been trying to extend that joy by thinking about the holidays, thinking about Thanksgiving, um, because I'm vegan, trying to figure out what my menu is going to look like specifically for me, because I'm the only one in this house that's vegan. Um, and then trying to figure out the menu for everybody else. And everybody has been, my kids and family member, and when I say family members, I'm just me, like the people in my house, they're giving me like their list of, Ooh, I want you to make some macaroni and cheese. That's a given. Oh, I want you to make some cabbage. Okay. I want you to make this. I want you to make that. So that is what I'm trying to focus on is getting the menu to downplay because then I can shop according to the menu. And because I'm not a last minute shopper, I'm going to start very soon because I don't like to have not have the things that I need. And then thinking about Christmas, we had a flood. And so we had to replace a lot of our Christmas decorations. So that gave me an excuse to hit my favorite spot, Target. And, you know, one day I'm going to try to pray that I can get them to sponsor this uh, podcast. But let me tell you, me and Target, me and Club Target go way back. So um, I've actually been proud of myself. I did not have that many Target packages that came this week. However, and I preface that because probably by tomorrow, those packages will start rolling in. So it's just really just trying to get ready for the holidays, making sure I have everything that I need so that when I'm ready to decorate my house that I can be full blown in my most giddiest of turning up all the Christmas music up possible and letting the Christmas spirit fly. I have already been starting to listen to Christmas music on a personal basis because not everybody in my house is so excited to, to, you know, that Christmas music is here. And mostly my husband, because he just wants to get, you know, hey, let's get through Thanksgiving, then jump into the Christmas spirit. And me, I'm like, no, when November 1st hits, Christmas is pretty much here. As soon as we um, eat that candy that next day, I'm like, where's the Christmas music at? But for me, I will say that I am still listening to Christmas music on the low by myself, because for me, Christmas music all the way until I mean, even after the new year is self-care for me. I look forward to it. I enjoy it. And so, yeah, me and my little magical elf, I have a cutout of Buddy the Elf in my room that stands pretty tall. He's about as tall as my husband and he's six feet, six feet three or six feet two. Child, don't give me the line. Um, (laughs) And he um, stands in our room and by I say our room, but he's next to me in my room. And I feel that strongly about Buddy the Elf. So I'm looking forward to Christmas and that's what I've been focusing on. What am I going to do for certain cookies that I'm going to bake this season? What am I going to do when these kids start giving me their Christmas list? Those are types of things that I'm focusing on because that brings me happiness and joy. 
So outside of the elections, outside of Christmas, outside of preparing for Thanksgiving, let me just say one thing about Thanksgiving. This is not the time of year for y'all who don't know how to cook to start. If you're not already have a signature dish, you need to, have to either start practicing almost every single day to perfect a signature dish. But please do not. If you're going to go visit family members because of COVID, I don't know how doable that may look like. Um, parts of Europe has already been shut down. Um, some states here in the United States have already started the process of shutting down or will be in the process of shutting down soon. So I don't know what Thanksgiving is going to look like. There may be a lot of more Zoom or FaceTiming of family members that you can't see. Which reminds me, I just remember from my own self, I got my grandmother all squared away with the app uh, Google Google Duel. So I need to actually log into it so I can actually physically see her. And so that's how Thanksgiving and the holidays may look like. And that's got to be hard. I know that's hard for me to even think about. Like if I can't see my parents or if I can't see my family or if I can't leave to go visit my uncle and um, for Thanksgiving, like how hard that's going to be. But COVID has not disappeared, people. I don't care what people are telling you. If the numbers are tripling like they are, we're at a hundred and something thousand cases a day or something, I believe. That's a lot of numbers in a day. And I'm just praying that everybody can still remember that and try to do what they can to stay safe because I'm not trying to lose people in the next season. I want people to come into that next season together, collectively whole and sound. So keep in mind, you need to still continue washing your hands. I have been stockpiling again. And again, because I'm more about being prepared. And I just wanted to preface this too. I have a system how I do things around our house. So about September, October, I am very particular about making sure we have every type of everything we need stacked into the closets and in our cabinets and things. Because in the wintertime, I just imagine like there could be times where we can't get out. And it's not the time to be sitting on the toilet talking about you ain't got no toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? You're in the shower to go wash and you're like, oh, wait, I don't have no line, no, no bodies, no body wash. Oh, I go to wash my face. I don't have my my particular soap for my face or a cleanser for my face. So I have already done that to make sure that we had all of those things stacked up. I do that all year round. But in the winter, I'm very particular, making sure that we have multiples of things and just in case we can't get out. So this is no different, like at all. Now that we have COVID, I'm like, eh, what if we get locked down again? I don't want to have to fight anybody at the grocery store for a can of such and such and such. So anything that's like non-perishable, we have been making sure that we have, you know, extra cans or extra things and just trying to be prepared because again, no one knows what tomorrow is going to bring, but I've always been the type of person who's always been about making sure you try to be as successful as you can. And thinking ahead is one of the ways that you can kind of troubleshoot you can't fix everything, but the things you can troubleshoot, that is how I get around that. And that's being prepared. So that's what I've been doing. What have you, what have you been doing to get yourself really ready for the holidays? Have you even tapped into it? You know, I know some people who kind of wait until like the week before and they're like, oh, I guess I should turn the holiday spirit on. And that's what they do. And to me, each to each their own. I don't try to judge or make other people come to my level, nor do I have or try to aspire for it to come to other people's other people's levels as well. So it'd be very interesting to see what you're doing and be mindful of the things that you're doing. 
Um, I was talking to a group of my friends and we were talking about how like surprisingly we have not been drinking as much as we probably thought in our minds that we would be doing. I know for me, I kind of honestly thought, to be honest with you, I felt like I was just going to have sobering moments where I wasn't drinking something because the way that everything was going, that I would just be drinking, drinking, drinking. I probably have had three cups of wine total, not in one day, not in one sitting, not at one TV show, literally three cups of wine in the last couple of days. And I don't know how that happened. I mean, I'm telling you, I had a game plan that I was going to be drinking, especially like on election day. I was like, okay, I'm going to get to noon because I want to be classy. I'm going to get to noon and I'm going to do me. And then I'm going to make sure I'm good so that I can make sure I still, you know, take care of my family. But reality was I, I ain't doing none of that. Not, not one bit. Like I said, I've had three glasses of wine in the last couple of days and I'm like, this is great. I think I've averaged out like maybe, and I haven't even had one glass of wine a day. I think the night of elections, I don't even know if I even had a glass. Maybe I did, but whatever the case may be, I'm actually proud of myself. I'm super proud of myself because I'm telling you right now, I had a plan and that plan was to be drinking. So the fact that I'm not, and I haven't, and I'm not going to, this is a great, this is a great thing. So please practice your self-care practice your self-care because it's important but I see with this living in Philadelphia though I do want to talk about this so because everybody is demanding that all the votes should you know be counted and honestly they should really be counted regardless of what side you believe in reality of it is you would want to know where you stood and reality is you should allow everybody's voice to, voice to be heard but can I just say, say to Philadelphia y'all are the goat because Philadelphians um, we have half of them that are and I say half I don't mean the number half but just by the crowds here in Philly that are protesting where the votes are actually being counted you can see half of the folks that are out there with their signs they're like hell to the gnaw let's get this to stop and then the other half is like literally tootsie rolling and uh, doing the electric slide in the street like there's like a DJ that came out of the middle of nowhere this is just like a regular run in the mill we have it a block party type of vibe and listen when I tell you that my very first experience when I met my husband you know that I'm not from Philadelphia and I was in Lancaster and you know we're a little town and I came in and I'm moving to this big city and you know I'm a city girl now I had never even experienced a um a block party like Philadelphia does don't nobody throw a better bar block party than Philadelphia you can't convince me and so when I was seeing the videos that were popping up all over social media I was like this is very Philadelphia into right now to just have a DJ that just sets up in the middle of nowhere to block off certain amount of space to be in the street dancing I mean literally people were when I say people were tootsie rolling like I used to say that and sometimes I do say that in my personal life like as a joke, but for real, people are literally tootsie rolling in the streets, doing the electric slide in the streets. It's so Philly. And so I'm so here for it. I keep saying this would be my 10th year in Philly this February. And it's just amazing to me. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less from Philly. I would not expect anything less. So if you've been watching any social media, and you see Philly and they're doing their thing and everybody's dancing. Let them people do them. <laughs> let them people dance. Because I tell you right now, that's just what Philly does. 
There's no getting around that. That is what Philly is. And um, with all the highs and lows that we've had the last few weeks with just the protests and different um, social um, interactions that have taken place, I wouldn't expect anything less. So there's been talk about possibly, you know, what if what will happen if the if the United States gets shut down, it gets shut down again. There's so many different ways that that could go that I'm not sure how that's going to go. Like if we get shut down again, just like some of the European countries that are being shut down now, because we seem to always be so late behind and we already know why. Um, that's going to be hard because we're really in the in the, the final stretch of the end of the year. We're in the holiday mode. And my biggest thing is with family. You know, people may not be able to socialize. You know, back in the day, you know, and <laughs> I say back in the day, this was like last year. You know, when holidays came around, the biggest thing you had to worry about was running into your uncle or your aunt that got on your last nerves or having grandma ask you when you're going to get married again or when you're going to have a kid or are you going to that's you pregnant again. You know, those were the types of stories that people were prepared for. Like even with my blog, in which we'll talk about today. Because I celebrate six years this month of being a blogger. I just want to show you my experience because I think people, I want to talk about that today because we get so delusional about how we need to move in certain spaces. So this is my sixth year. And I remember when I first started out, it was really blogging around the holidays because again, this was this month and trying to get people like advice about how to deal with family members that may be doing the most how to deal with certain, you know, aspects of the holiday giving time, whether that be certain gifts, you know, what was the limit to give a certain gift if you just met somebody. And so that is how I started off the blog. And again, the premise of everything was really just built upon self care for me, that I was coming off a of postpartum after having my son, my son was born. Um, and just dealing with just how everything was just matriculating, just getting through it all. So I want to talk about this whole not comparing yourself to other people when you're walking in your gift, because I always believe that your gift will make room for you. And I feel like with blogging, it's a natural. It's really natural for me because I love and I enjoy. I really and naturally enjoy writing. I can recap like nobody's business. If I'm at an event, I mean, I really could put it all together. I just feel like those are really strong suits for me when it comes to blogging, because that obviously with a blog, you have to have a website and you have to be able to write. So that is how that's been going. Can I just say, though, in the last, hmm, I want to say year, maybe a year and a couple months, I've really taken off as far as and mixing the influencing part of blogging together and then making a profit off of it. Let me just say, because I was always doing that for like maybe the last couple, maybe three years, but doing it and then making a profit off of it and learning how to manage that and turning the blog into a business, um, taking advice from people who are already seasoned. Um, but also in the same concept, not comparing because it's very hard not to. And I had to kind of put like my little stunning glasses on because I didn't need to look at what somebody else is doing. And the beautiful part is that I'm learning more and more in this last couple of months. Instead of me saying, I only have under 2,500 uh, followers. Would I love to have more followers? Absolutely. Absolutely. And when I say under 2,500 followers, I mean like on one social media 
uh, platform. Um, I have about a little over 2,500 on Twitter and a little under 2,500 on Instagram. Uh, but, but, you know, there's a whole number game. But I have learned that when you are sincere, when you work hard, you can get deals, you can move in spaces that your numbers don't always show. Because you may have a, a bigger following with the blog, like my blog in itself has over 35,000 um, follower uh, hits a month. So I have over 35,000 people reading the blog each month, which would then correlate a lot stronger than having 35,000 people that follow me on social media. Because sometimes when you look at some of the bigger bloggers too, and I've learned this, they may have a bigger number set. Um, some people pay for their followers. I do not. Some people um, have these big followings, but they don't have a lot of um, uh, interactions with their followers. They don't have a lot of um, back and forth with their followers. They don't communicate, you know, back and forth. And so their 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 rates look differently. And I used to be so caught up like, oh, my gosh, I have to have this certain number before I could even pitch to a company and I realized that was the wrong way really the wrong way to handle it I'm learning to pitch because first of all I'm dope and being a dope person and dope individual I can pitch because I have great content I blog at least three or four days a week the the numbers are doing what they're supposed to be doing and reality is that I've actually surpassed my numbers these last couple of months and I'm grateful um, and so just learning how to get around and learning how to pitch, how to put myself out there has been a very interesting ride. So that fact that I'm here now at six years and doing things that I have never done before and getting in front of other people that I have never done or never gotten, I guess, in front of before has been a very interesting walk. And in these six years, I've learned how that having support has been truly has truly mattered and learning to be grateful for what I have versus comparing what I don't have or comparing myself to what somebody else may have. It's just learning how to be grateful and walk in that gratefulness. And I know that this is the time of year. Again, when we think about Thanksgiving, when you think about Christmas, you think about holidays, you think about coming together. A lot of people are not going to be able to do that this year. There are some people who are not going to be at that Christmas, that Christmas dinner or that Thanksgiving dinner because we can't either get together or they've already transitioned or whatever the case may be. And I'm just trying to be grateful and walk in that every single day. And not just because it's the thankfulness season, but because that is really how we should really focus ourselves every single day. Like my portion and what I have is a blessing. As much as my kids get on my nerves, there's a woman somewhere who wanted to have children who could not. And as much as my husband and I get into our little rifts every now and again, there's somebody who's lonely at a holiday or lonely every single day who would want the portion that I have. So I'm trying to keep that in the back of my mind. And when I want to complain, which can be very often if I don't check myself, I want to say to myself, like, listen, do you not see what you have around you? Like I looked in my closet the other day. This was like two days ago. And I looked at my closet and I said, look at this closet. Like all of your needs are met. Like your basic needs are met. You have what you need. You have more than what you need. 
and you have some of your wants. Like keeping yourself knowing that you're blessed is something that you should think about every single day. When I looked into the closet and I see that we're stored up for the winter and we have everything that we need. If we can't get to the store, we have the basics. That's a blessing because there's somebody that may not even have that. That may have lost their job, that may not have money, who can't pay their bills. But I'm also grateful because I remember plenty of times that we've struggled plenty of times. I've struggled as an individual, as a single woman before, and I am grateful that those struggles that I've had before, the struggles that I've had as, you know, my husband and I as a couple or as a family, like being able to see the growth that we've had from then till now is a blessing. So I just want you to be more mindful of your thought process and be more grateful and do whatever you can to help other people because we are supposed to help each other. But that's what we have to focus on. So now that we're in year six of the blog and we're learning lessons every single day, I always think about, and I'm going to be writing a, a, I always do a blog um, yearly message about what it is that I've learned and the things that I want to see in the future. And all I can say is that I have barely have learned a lot about patience in this process. Like when I first started blogging, I didn't have a laptop. I literally had my smartphone and I would blog from there. Then as I matriculated, I was looking at my computer and I was looking at the emails from when I very first signed up for my laptop or my husband bought this laptop for me. This was back in 2016. So this was in December of 2016 that I've had this laptop. That's almost four years. And now I'm like, okay, I have equipment now. I have, I have the laptop. I have, you know, backup chargers. I have lights in the house. I have portable lights when I'm going out. I have all kinds of stuff. Now I have podcast equipment. Like I have come from a long, long way of just having just this phone and whatever internet I had on the phone, that was it. That's all I had. And so now it's like, okay, I have the bag full of this. I have a bag full of that, you know, Amazon dropping off stuff, you know, remotes for the, for my phone so that I can record and do campaigns. That's not how my life was six years ago. My life was about, you know, like I said, being in therapy and my therapist saying you need to find an outlet, something that you can find that's creative, find that outlet and then go with it. This was the outlet, the blog. I never even imagined at that time, six years ago, that I would even be podcasting. That was never a part of the plan. But here I am now podcasting. Um, and I'm like, sometimes when I listen to the podcast, because I listen just like you guys do. Um, but you should be listening to it on good pods. So that's just a little five second plug because I am a good pod um, influencer. But yeah, I listen to that and I'm listening to the podcast. I'm like, wow, that's me. That's my voice. That's what we're doing. And I'm very proud of that. Because let me tell you, my life six years ago was a whole mess. A mess. But it's through those times when you look back and you're like, you know, I didn't have this. You didn't have that. You learn to acquire things. You know, can I say that I have to say there's been some bloggers. And again, when we talked about this whole comparison thing, 
that have the numbers that have the reach that have it going on as you want as you know as I would like to think but you know what has been amazing is that some of those very same people had no problem when I asked them certain questions of like taking the time to talk to me to say hey go get this you'll need this you'll need that so shout out to those bloggers to those influencers who don't feel it like petty to give somebody good sound advice because there's a lot of people who would not want to give that advice or they will tell you here's my link this is what you need to do read this link so that they can get you know paid from it or whatever the case may be and I'm not knocking that because listen everything you can start classes you can give all those things out and I'm not against that but when you have somebody that's in the same field and they're like listen this helped me and they don't mind giving that information shout out to y'all because I'm going to be doing the same for somebody else Somebody asked me a question about how it is to, you know, matriculate from one place to another. I don't have a problem telling them because somebody else gave me that same information. I wouldn't even be here if I had not gotten the information and then also listen and apply that information. That was a little that was a word from somebody because, you know, you can hear something, you can be given something. But if you don't apply it, you're going to be stuck in the same position you were at. But, yeah, I mean, other bloggers, other influencers was like, here, this is what you need change this and change that and then as of recently I'm making some more changes to the website so if you are going to the blog continue to do so I'm not going to take the blog down um, while I make these changes but yeah just simple changes to make it a little bit more streamlined and as you grow you know better about how you should have certain things on your site and how you want things to be but those are the types of things that I've been learning in these six years and I think in like six years the first year I was so excited like I was just like I just want to write so I just wrote 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 but I was like writing I think I wrote like one one article um, every two weeks or one once a week oh I'll write uh, you know it was like a hobby so I was like oh I'll get to it I don't have time I'll just get back to it and then you start off the blog I'm sorry I haven't been in, in you for a while I've been missing a couple of weeks blah 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 and now it's like I have to pre-populate stuff a month in advance. I have to get, you know, season stuff and uh, content a month in advance and months and stuff together. So totally different change, totally different change. But I'm grateful for it. So six years, Toy Time blog, we're going to have a couple of things that we're going to be giving away because I've been aligning with uh, some amazing companies and we're going to help celebrate those six years. I like to do like a lot of the times when I do giveaways, it has to be on things that I either use. Most of the time it's on things. Let me just keep it real. 99.9 to 100% of the time, it's stuff that I've already used. I've already used on a, on a consistent basis, or it's one of my favorite things. This year, we're going to be doing some subscription boxes for some self-care products. Um, with fortunately inspired which I've done a blog with them I did a video with it as an unboxing so look forward to that one of the ways for you to get involved with the giveaways is one to be following the blog and to also follow me on social media so if you're on Instagram make sure you go to toy time blog um, s-t-o-i-t-i-m-e blog and follow because as we're going to give out the ways to when you can win it and not just that um, those subscription boxes but just any of the prizes we're going to be doing it that way it just makes it a lot easier to do it that way and I look forward to that it's going to be a lot of fun just to just to celebrate 
you know, we need something that we could be celebrating right now, because right now life is just a little bit on on standby with these elections. Um, I've been seeing people have these memes about whether or not you can be friends with somebody, you know, if they basically didn't vote for their your candidate of choice. And people have had some very interesting debates. I've actually had friends that I've known forever in a day, like go back and forth with each other. And I'm just like, let me just stay out here. That's not my fight. Um, I know where I stand. I know where I stand with, with people on that. And as far as like where I believe and who, you know, whom I'm aligning with. And I don't know, I just don't have the energy to, um, debate people back and forth. My um, friends list has gotten smaller and it is, it is what it is. I think that at the end of the day, we should really know who we're aligning with anyway. And so that's very, very true. I think a lot of people are really showing their true colors anyway. And so when you people show you who you are, like my Angelo has always told us, we have to believe them. I'm not willing to um, act as if things are not the way that they are. I'm not going to sit there and go back and forth with people. It's just not my style. And um, that's where we are. That is where we are. The elections is kind of what we've been focusing on this week. And I think in the next coming weeks, we will still continue to focus on it because Trump has already stated that he is because he is not going to give up. He is going to take it to the Supreme Court if he should. That means that this is going to be a last the next couple of weeks is going to be very interesting. So for all those who think that we're just going to get this announcement, that we're just going to go on our lives. That is not how politics works. It's not going to work this way any in any type of fashion. There is going to be a couple of weeks of drama and back and forth until we begin to turn over power. One thing I will say is that you need to be vigilant and be very watchful for how that turn of power should happen. Um, because it's going to be very detrimental for how you move and how you do life. Really, that's really it's going to boil down to. Like I said, I'm a poli sci major. I'm trying to just study the trends and just see how everything boils out. But that's what's going to happen. Uh, Self-care is going to be very important for you again and to me and all of us. Because with the holidays coming up, this is one of the most depressed moments and times of the year. And because we have suffered so much loss in the world, people have lost lives, their jobs. You know, there's so many things that's on the line. You know, people say that, oh, self-care, that's such a cute little concept, but it's not even just about bubble baths or one or two activities. It's literally having the ability to know what you need at any, any moment. For instance, today, my kids needed to talk to their um, counselor and normally I would just pull it up on their computer for whatever reason. It just did not. I could not get that to pull up at all. So for me, immediately for self-care was me putting them on my cell phone. So I didn't like the feeling of me having to keep rummaging, trying to figure this out. And so I was like, I'm not even going to do this to myself. I'm not going to torture myself. Let me give them my phone. I have plenty to do on this laptop. So I pulled out my laptop. I think they were on their phone for like an hour. And it allowed me to get certain things done that I hadn't, that I actually needed to get done. But my self-care at that moment was knowing that, for me to continue to look for whatever it is I was needed to look for, it was only going to cause me more stress. Um, my husband made a, a comment to me or a question to me or a thought process to me the other day. You know, we have something that we're working on and he was just like, you know, part of this, this new phase that we may be walking in is that it's going to come down to what you can handle. And if you're not able to handle that, that's going to go, it's going to change our dynamics 
between him and I and between our family. So it immediately made me think about, wow, that that's really the reality. But even bigger than that, it's the reality of just our lives in general. And so today that made me think about my choices, my decisions. Um, It made me think about my responses to certain situations, especially like with the whole homeschooling and being at home because it's a frustrating situation it's right now with the whole homeschooling portion of it, even though they're connected to their teacher to always be making sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. And it's frustrating because if I have my own set of things that I'm trying to get done and then they need to, to do what they're doing, it's the whole stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. So today I was very, it, that, that comment that he made was very, very, I, it's not damaging. It's not the word that I was looking for, but I will say it was more like a showstopper. Like, let me get myself all the way together. So I think a large part of it too, for me is that when, for me in my particular situation, when my husband, I feel like he's around, I don't always have to think I can kind of like let my guard down because he is there. Like that's what a whole, you know, husband's supposed to be. He's a covering. He's covering me when I can't cover myself or when I don't want to cover myself. But I find that sometimes I've let my guard down so much that I'm not as on point with certain things because I don't have to think because he's always been the type that's always been the type of person that just covered me. And so now it's like, you know what? Yes, he's covering you. However, there's still a part of you that still has to be sharp, that still has to be keen, that still has to like kind of think about what it is that's going on. And so now it's like, okay, let me get my mind thought process together so that I can do my part in this situation too and making sure that I need that I'm supposed to be doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing. And so that's just how I'm trying to get my mindset to not be so laid back just because he's here or he's around or he's because there's a point like at any point in given time that things could change. And now I need to make that decision to make sure that I'm always there so I can cover my children and that I can cover myself. Because that's like a, that's just like a bad habit. I've been like that since co- like college when we met, if we're somewhere at a party and I'm, we were together, it was like, Oh, I didn't have to worry about it. Like I knew I would be okay. Instead of being like, let me look. And then he'd be the second backup to my, to what I'm, to what's going on with me. And so that's the goal. That is the goal to just make sure I just go back to that point of being fully aware. And when I was talking about that, it was like with the whole self care part is like me having to switch and give the kids the phone because that made the difference of making sure that I wasn't upset or frazzled. It was okay to do that. And I'm trying to ask myself at given moments when the stress level is as high as it is, what do I need at that moment that will make a difference? And that difference may mean peace for myself. That difference may mean quiet for somebody else. Because the reality of it is, is that if I don't watch my responses, I frazzle everybody else around me. Like with my kids, my kids are already like me. Like if they get frazzled, they're frazzled. So I'm like, okay, let me be more aware of my, my responses. Let me make sure that I'm giving them a certain response. Because I was thinking about it with my son. Like if I frazzle him, I get mad because he's basically a reflection of myself. So then if I'm not gathering my thoughts together and making sure that when I even present something to him, that I'm presenting it in a way that makes sound and makes sense, it's going to get a better response from him. And then therefore there's not this big clash. So that's what I've been, you know, thinking about 
like how I interact with everybody else because you know we're all interlocking a puzzle when you're in a household full of people especially women because like Beyonce said you know women keep the temple we do keep the temple of our homes so if my beat is always off if my attitude is always off if my demeanor is always off, it's very off putting to my spouse It's off putting to my husband. I mean, husband, spouse, the same thing, but to the kids. And so then the whole beat of the house is off. And I grew up in a house where that that was the case. Like if my mom was off, everybody was off. And so with that being the case, the struggle to like maintain the flow and the, and the beat of the house becomes that much harder. So I'm trying to say to myself, your beat is off. So either you hold that and you work through that quietly within yourself. And if you need to, you need help, that's fine. But if not, then fix it. Like you have to fix it. You have to either. And what I mean by fixing, I don't mean fixing other people, like fixing myself. My, my responses. Why is my response looking like that? Why is this sounding like that? Why am I? Why am I? acting like that none of those things are going to be beneficial to myself or anybody around my around me but it took hmm, it's still taking time to get to that point where this becomes a natural flow there are some days when it's better and there's some days when it's not and that's just an honest to goodness truth so I'm trying to do better at that I feel like because these last couple this last year has been triggering and I won't get into the reason why right now I'll come back and talk about that maybe months down the line but not allowing the trigger that I'm constantly in right now the the trigger that I've been in for the the last year probably year and a half but at least the last year to knock me off of the work that I've been doing So reaching out and outsourcing some help. And that may not necessarily just mean therapist, but just, you know, talking to someone that can relate, Um, working out certain situations that I have inside of me, like I've been writing in my journal again, and I've been seeing certain little patterns and being very clear about those triggers and those patterns when you see them so that I can kind of troubleshoot. That has been the goal. And so that's why when this week has happened the way it's happened, I've been digging deeper, digging deeper into what it is that I need, because you're going to need to do the same thing, because if the holidays come around and you're able to go and you are able to go hang out with your family, you know, you're still going to be dealing with your some your mom or your grandparent or aunt or somebody that's going to be asking you a thousand one questions that you may not want to answer. You're going to be dealing with family structures that may not always be beneficial. Like I was right. I wrote a blog a couple of years ago and I had updated it this week when I was talking about somebody asked me advice about what do you do when you have to go to these family functions, but you have so much drama that's going on with the family. Is it better to go to the family drama and deal with it or is it better to not go? My answer is it's better to sometimes not go. Like if you have the, the ability to remove yourself from a situation that you're already aware of, it's not going to serve you. Why put yourself in torture mode? I'd rather for my family members to be mad at me than for me to push myself into something that could trigger me all the way to the left. 
Like I'm not going to willingly walk into the lion's den and then say, man, I'm sure I'm so mad why these lions are here. Like that's basically what you're doing. So it may be best for you to remove yourself from a situation and have the people be mad at you, but you be taken care of and you be sound and your emotions are together than to just continue walking into something just to please other people. And that's where this whole pleasing people, this people pleasing situation comes into play. You're so caught up in making sure everybody else thinks the world of you when you don't even look at yourself in the mirror and think the world of yourself. Like I'm t used to get used to be like that. I was so concerned about making everybody else happy, but I was miserable. And I don't understand how we allow that flip to stay that way, but you better flip that switch real quick because life is way too short. When I think about like almost being 40 and I'm like all them years I could have been together in all aspects of life but I gave everybody else the power to make the decisions for me because it was easier than just saying that I wasn't happy about whatever it is that was going on I can't even afford to give that much power when you start to get 40 you like look you only got this next half of life you ain't got time to be playing with these people so if you have this situation where you're trying to figure out what makes more sense, if it's going to please other people and make you miserable, the always answer is always better yourself. Always secure yourself first. No different than being on a plane and the oxygen goes down. You got to put the mask over yourself first. So stop securing everybody else and secure yourself. Because as the holidays come around and you have to go around uh, so-and-so that literally will draw all kinds of anger out of you. Why even put yourself through that torture? or giving gifts to people I actually had a situation a couple weeks ago you give a gift to somebody and their response was mad rude and I'm like wait a minute you're giving me a rude response after a gift that I gave to you and you know what I said to myself that's what I get for giving somebody something that you knew was going to be from somebody who was either ungrateful or mad rude I don't even let my kids be rude to people that give them stuff so when it becomes from an adult doing the same just write yourself a mental note don't do that no more don't give them a gift stop giving them they're good so as we matriculate this week who knows who our pre next president will be only time will tell please practice self-care Take care of yourself. Stop yourself when you know you need to change the temple. Don't have the temple of your house be so disrupt disrupted all the time. Fix it. Fix it quickly. Do better. And make sure that as we matriculate into the holidays, if we're able to visit family members, because I'm probably, well, you know, probably we already said we weren't. We talked about that a couple of episodes before. We're going to be right here safely at home. Not stuck at home, but safely at home. But for those who are deciding to go out with family members and friends and, and continue this ebony flow of like the holidays and dinners and parties and whatever it is that you're going to do, be sure that whatever you're doing is the decision that you're making because you truly want to do that and not because you're trying to please people. Because pleasing people will never get you far. Also, make sure that you're following me on the blog at toytime.org. Follow me on all social medias as Toy Time Blog. 
and we will be back next week and hopefully maybe next week we'll know who our president is we'll talk about that too so take care of yourself do what you have to do for yourself and we'll see you next week Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.